Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Last Life Podcast. This is my weekly gaming podcast where we use this one life to explore amazing worlds and discuss all things video games related. Tune in every week for new episodes and to support this show, please subscribe, comment and rate this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. You can email me any questions at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. All the various social media links will also be in the description. Not a lot of gaming news kind of things happening this week, but um, I did want to kind of talk about a couple of things that has been popping up here and there, um, especially in relation to PC gaming, because I'm I'm really close. I'm really close to, like, I'm not going to, obviously, I feel like, you know, I, I need to talk to you, basically, whoever's listening, I need to talk to all of you because I use all of you to kind of justify my purchases, but I have a pretty good gaming PC right now. It has an i7 8700K Intel CPU and it has an RTX 2080. So obviously it's not like the newest thing out there, but for 1440p gaming, it runs all the games I needed to run pretty well. Um, I was supposed to buying a 30 series card when it originally launched, but obviously everyone knows that it was impossible to get just because of what was happening at that time. So now we're obviously at a time where, you know, we can get these things, but at the same time, you know, it's like, I feel like I'm at a different point where I'm also kind of at a point where I'm looking at, you know, price to performance. Do I really need something? I mean, Steam Deck kind of throws all that out the window, but you know, like I, I, this year I've bought my whole sim rig stuff. I bought a Steam Deck from eBay. Like obviously my spending has not been the greatest, but for PC, like, I wanted to get a new GPU for a while, like the RTX 3080 and everything like that, or a 3090 or 3080 Ti, like whatever was reasonable uh, if I could find it. But then obviously the 40 series was coming out. I'm like, okay, cool, I'll just get a 40 series. But because my PC was built in 2019 or like 20, yeah, 2018, 2019, like, you know, it's been three to four years basically. Um, and the CPU and all that stuff that I got at that time as well was not the newest one, but it was still really, really good the i7-8700K. So that was the 8th generation and we're at the 13th generation now. And even with the GPU, obviously I got a good GPU, but the new GPUs do get, especially at 1440p or 4K, they do kind of get bottlenecked if your CPU can't really handle it. And plus stuff like this, when I use, you know, I edit videos and all that stuff, it's, the CPU is kind of useful for that. Like overall right now with my setup, that's like not an issue. But if I do get a 4080 series card, Ideally, I would want to pair it with a newer CPU so that there's no bottleneck. And also just in general, you know, like I, I, I feel like it's time. Like I said, I, I have an eight generation CPU from Intel. We're at the 13th generation. So it's kind of like, you know, getting to the point where I'm like, I'm, I might need to upgrade at this point. I mean, I don't need to, right? But that's the thing, like this is the whole thing with upgrading. So obviously I would want to get the RTX 4080, but that's like, okay, then you know what? I might get, I need to get a CPU as well because uh, my, my power supply is pretty good. I already have like an 850 watts, uh, which is which is more than enough for what I need. But I'm like, okay, if I get the GPU, the 4080, when it comes out in November, I also need the CPU. And the Intel CPUs are coming out in like a couple of weeks or a week or so. Um, and if you get that, you also need to buy another motherboard because that's the way it is done. Is, uh, Intel doesn't allow you to, I don't know if, it, if AMD does this for all of their CPUs now, but Intel, at least, uh, you know, they don't, if, if for a new generation, you need to get a new motherboard. Usually they do two generations. So I can use the new motherboard that will come out soon. 
for the new CPU and also the last generation. It's kind of like they do it like that, which is kind of frustrating in my opinion, but that means that I need to buy a, if I want to buy the, the GPU, I also want to get the CPU, but because I want to get the CPU, I also need to get the motherboard. Luckily, everything else that connects to my motherboard, like my hard drives, my uh, NVMe, my SSD, the RAM, the cooler, all that stuff, everything will be fine. You know, like everything else connects with it. Uh, and that's, that's like one of the reasons I'm leaning more towards Intel, because if I get the AMD stuff, then there's a bit more, it's a couple more extra changes that would need to happen. But for me, I'm like, okay, so there's these three things, right? Ideal, in an ideal world, depending on the, the GPU prices, let's just say 4080, I'm, I'm going by Canadian prices here. You know what, I'll, I'll throw in the, the American price technically, just to, just to make it fair. So USD wise, the 4080 is supposed to be, I think, what, what was it, 1399 or 1299, something like that, right? 1199 maybe, whatever. It was something around that amount. Then you add a CPU, something like the i7, 13700 30, 13700k i think that's the one i was looking at that is another like three four hundred dollars there then the the a, a motherboard usually you can get pretty good reasonably priced motherboards but of course right if i'm upgrading i usually want to get like whatever the top end is or whatever the best one is so that's another just do the same price as the cpu to be honest so if it's like four hundred dollars each for the motherboard and the, the cpu or let's just do 300 and 400 let's just do 700 and then it's like 1200 or so for the, the GPU, if, if that's the actual, the price or whatever, that's like coming to like $2,000 just to upgrade three components in my PC. So then it comes down to, okay, I'm gaming at 1440p. I don't really plan on switching it up to like 4k or anything like that. Do I really need this right now? I don't, I don't need this right now, but will I get it? I most likely will. I most likely will. This is the biggest issue that I have when it comes to anything gaming related PC or, or just console, whatever, it's just so many times I don't need something and I just fall for it. I fall for the marketing and I'm just going through this whole thing of justifying it right now. I haven't bought anything. You know, the 4080 series GPUs aren't even available to pre-order. Um, you can currently pre-order the 13 gen CPUs and the motherboards, but everything else you can't really do anything with. So I don't know. I'm holding off. I'm waiting. I'm obviously going to bug. Trevor a bit more because I know, I know Trevor, like Trevor, you know, if he's buying something, I'm going to probably buy it too. Like I, you know, I can't help it when someone else is buying something as well. So I'm, I'm holding, I'm hoping that he kind of holds off, but I don't know. I feel like he'll fall for it too. And he's going to probably buy a 4080 when that comes out, but let's see. I think with that, I'll actually kind of move into, you know, the 4090 because that kind of has the reviews and all that stuff come out recently. And it's kind of been selling out everywhere. I actually don't know how much stock they actually have because I feel like something that's like the 4090, they probably don't make as much of just because of it being such an enthusiast focused GPU. Uh, but reviews wise, it's really, it's really good. Like it, when you look at just the performance on its own without any of the DLSS stuff, any ray tracing, when you compare that to the 3090, it, it does have a huge jump. Like there is a big performance jump in terms of how games run and then the DLSS, all that stuff adds like even more on top of that. For the 4080 and, and stuff like that, that's kind of where based on the initial things that have been out there, like the graphs, it doesn't look as impressive to go from like a 3080 to a 4080 or a 3090 to a 4080, anything like that, because unless you put DLSS 3, because it's just, it's just like 15 FPS or whatever, right? Like or 15 or 20 FPS, which obviously percentage wise can look cool and everything, but overall it's like, okay, like, you know, for your eyes, 
which are the things that are actually consuming this, it's not a very big, you know, big deal. So 4090 obviously is a beast from what everyone is saying, but obviously comes at a very high price and it comes in a very, very large size. So you might, might need to actually upgrade your, your, your case for your PC because you might need more space to actually uh, fit that thing in, which is crazy. But like, I'm, I'm, I don't see myself ever kind of wanting a GPU like the 4090. It just does not make any sense for my kind of level of gaming and usage. But I totally understand for people that, you know, are in development or are really heavily into video editing, stuff like that. Like a new user computer for actual computer things, I guess, you know, you do probably need a 4090. So I'm going to, I'm still leaning towards the 4080, but let's see. I haven't bought anything yet. I'm just kind of contemplating, thinking about life and stuff in my mind and thinking about why money doesn't grow on trees, but this is a very, very good way to, to lose all your money very quickly. With this, we'll move on to a game that I was kind of excited about. I'm still kind of excited to play it, but it's not really getting the best reviews or it's kind of like in, in between and, and that's scored. So the game just came out today. The reviews went live today as well. Um, that's never a good sign. And I guess maybe this is, I don't know. I actually don't know. I, I, I can't, you know, I can't say that that's actually the case, but needless to say, it's kind of all over the place because some people are giving it like, you know, eights and nines and, and four to five. Uh, but then you have places like GameSpot giving it a four out of 10 or IGN gave it a seven out of 10, which is, you know, still like not bad. And your, your gamer just said, nope, they don't recommend this game. But then you have skill up saying that they do recommend this game. So like average wise, it's around a 70, 71 or so. It does remind me of Death Stranding, although Death Stranding did lean a little bit higher, you know, in that sense. So it, it, it does come down to being one of those games that I do feel that everyone should just check out, especially if you have Game Pass. Um, I think otherwise lean towards in an outlet or a reviewer or a YouTuber or a person that really aligns with the, the types of games that you play. And if you notice that that person also enjoys this game, then I, I'm pretty sure you'll probably enjoy this game as well. It just does not make a lot of sense to, you know, just recommend this game outright and tell people to spend 40, 50, whatever dollars it costs to, to buy, buy this game. Um, I'm going to check it out because I was kind of interested in this. I like spooky stuff and also it's on Game Pass. So that, you know, that initial cost of entry is already paid because of my Game Pass subscription. So I'm, I'm just going to try it out either way. And I'm, I'll hope for the best. I, I do hope that it doesn't disappoint. Um, although I know from everything that's coming out that it, it does disappoint, but hopefully at least for me, it'll just be an enjoyable journey. It's kind of, it, I, sometimes I just want a cool journey. I don't care about all the bells and whistles and this and that. I just want a cool, fun journey and that's it. Just get me to the end and that'll be it. So hopefully I, I, I'm i I'm still excited to try it. I'll probably try it tonight. So by next week, you'll kind of know my thoughts on the game as well. We should also definitely talk about uh, PlayStation 5s and the shipments finally kind of increasing. So just, you know, more PlayStation 5 should be out there now, which is awesome. It, take, it took a while, almost two years. But at least we're getting to that point where these consoles will just be easily available. I mean, look at Steam Deck and, you know, all that stuff. Finally, it's at a point where you can just buy it and it'll be there within two to four weeks or whatever it is on, on the Steam website right now. But and, and we see that with Xbox as well, right? With with the Series S, at least you can get that pretty easily. Um, in Canada now, the Series X is pretty easily or readily available as well, which is awesome. But the PS5 is kind of the one that, you know, a lot of people wanted 
and it was just like turned into it would just turn into a meme and a joke right that you just can't find a ps5 anywhere and that you know people would just you know do all kinds of things just to get a ps5 and whatnot so it's exciting that the playstation 5 is finally getting to that point where people can just kind of purchase it hopefully and also just getting to that point where you know we can finally focus on ps5 centric games and the next gen centric games so that we can move away from the ps4 and actually utilize all the cool things about the ps5 like the dual sense controller like the just the you know the, what the gpu and the cpu can actually do so I, I am excited for the future it's a good sign i'm just hoping that you know this continues to kind of go in that direction um and that you know everyone that kind of wants a ps5 at the end of this year or in december it can just kind of walk in to a store and just pick it up because I think, like, I kind of think about that when it comes to my PS5, if there's ever an issue and I send it back to, because obviously it's out of warranty already because I got it the day of and Sony does not have any extended warranty programs. Uh, I know that I got that for my Xbox Series X. Uh, I try to get that for most things that I possibly can, especially if it's something that's rare or hard to get. But obviously they don't really have, PlayStation 5 doesn't have that, right? So if my PlayStation 5 dies and I you know, mess with Sony about it. I don't even know if that repair centers or anything like that. But a lot of times, you know, they, they might charge me the same amount as basically buying a new PS5 to repair my PS5. So it comes down to like, okay, in those situations, usually what I would want to do is just buy a brand new one, right? Because it just, I, I'd rather just get a full new one that has no issues at all, has a new set of warranty and everything like that. Right now you can't do that. If you have an issue with your PS5 and you bought it the day of when it came out, then yeah, like it's too bad. Like you will not be able to, you know, you, you will basically have to send it in and hopefully get it repaired. But if it doesn't or whatever happens, you just have to wait. You have to kind of go back in that lineup of going on Walmart or GameStop or whatever and just refreshing the site or fighting all the bots and this and that to get one. So I think that's like one thing I'm really hoping that clears up because of this. The next thing, I, I didn't even know if I should put this in this in this uh, podcast or if I should put it in my, my film and TV one. But the Super Mario trailer was announced and people were talking about it. And like, yeah, Chris Pratt was Mario and he just does um, his own Chris Pratt voice. And that was it. So I don't know what I expected, I guess. I knew they couldn't go like the full Mario voice because, you know, like, again, like there's lots of, um, there's going to be like lots of speaking parts, I'm assuming. But at the same time, I don't know what I was expecting. And it's just very generic overall. Everyone else kind of sounded awesome. The movie looks awesome. Like it just looks very high production value. So I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited for this movie, except for the voice thing. I guess like I, I just feel like they could have gone a certain route where Mario is just very quiet-ish and, you know, just talks, you know, in specific moments with, you know, Charles Martinet and stuff like that. They could have done that because, I mean, look at Minions and stuff like that. You, they, you don't need full talking characters throughout. But, you know, maybe they, they didn't want that. They probably looked at something internally and they were like, nope, we need Chris Pratt for this. So I'm still excited to try it out or, or like watch the movie when it comes out and, and we'll see how that goes. The last thing that I kind of wanted to talk about today was uh, Sony and Microsoft. They are, you know, continuing to battle out on, on Activision Blizzard and that whole purchase and stuff like that. Um, I believe the, the main blockage is happening in UK where the UK acquisition authority, whatever it is, uh, are saying that they need, they're going to make a decision by March or so. And then uh, Microsoft came back and said that, you know, they are being influenced by Sony. It wasn't, they didn't really say that, but basically they just said that Sony, they're, they're adopting Sony's stance without enough of a review or their understanding of what the whole situation is and that 
you know, it makes no sense for Microsoft to remove Call of Duty from, from PlayStation and this and that. Obviously, Sony's argument is still, you know, that it will be impactful for it. You know, like, and I, I want to go back and forth because I don't really understand the, not really hatred, but the negative energy kind of going towards Sony on this again and again, because, you know, like I see articles and stuff like that kind of talking about how, you know, Microsoft has said that, yeah, we'll keep it on PlayStation. Well, we went to them with a deal and everything like that. And, you know, Sony kind of came back that they, yeah, they gave us a deal, but it's not, you know, what we want. And it's also only for like a specific amount of time uh, and not something that's in perpetuity or whatever, which they can also understand from Microsoft's standpoint, because they're like, what if, they don't know what the world will look like in perpetuity, right? So they obviously want to be able to kind of have that renewal of a deal kind of a thing going. But like the main thing I want to like explain to people is like, even if Call of Duty is on PlayStation, I think PlayStation just wants it to be made clear that Call of Duty will not be on Game Pass day one. Like it can maybe go on Game Pass in six months or a year or whatever. Maybe they don't even want to agree to that. But I think the key thing for them is that they don't want this game to be on Game Pass on day one. And that's because that is enough of a push for anyone that buys PlayStation to buy, play FIFA, Madden, NBA, Call of Duty, Fortnite, Apex. Like it's enough to get people like that to say, hey, I play a lot of these free-to-play games and these games that I just buy every year and these are the main games that I play, I can literally just go to Xbox, get a bunch of these games, get a bunch of games free either way because of Game Pass Ultimate. But one of these key games, like Call of Duty, which is such a huge, huge game at the caliber of like, you know, the FIFA games, everything like that. It's such a huge game, like the biggest selling game every year. This game that I spent 90 Canadian dollars or 70 USD Plus I buy the, 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 the battle pass and all that stuff, all that. Obviously I think the battle pass stuff we still need to buy, but I spent all this money in, I can literally remove that overall cost of what I spent on this game by going to Xbox. And when I go to Xbox, I also get, you know, just game pass in general and you get all these other things along with it, which you don't get at in, in the Sony side, right? I know they have the PS plus structure set up, but it's not like they're putting out new games day and date. Whereas Xbox is doing that with game pass ultimate, like, or game pass quite a bit. So it just, it just gives people a lot of value immediately. And it's, it's one of those things where it's giving value to a lot of people that play a lot of these casual focus games. Obviously Call of Duty technically isn't a casual game, but it does have a lot of the casual audience hooked, right? It has same thing with Fortnite and everything like that. Something like this can target those people and bring those people over. It's enough to kind of give that push. The same thing that what the Nintendo Switch did, right? Nintendo Switch was able to get that casual audi audience in because of that appeal of, hey, it's a console, but it's also a handheld. And it has had all the amazing Nintendo games that you would want. It's something like something that just does something to appeal to everyone. And in this case, them doing this, putting Call of Duty on Game Pass will appeal to a huge, huge chunk of the audience. Enough for them to say, you know what? I, I only play Call of Duty. I only play Call of Duty in a couple of games here and there on PlayStation. I might as well just get the Xbox and just sign up for Game Pass. And just never need to, I just never need to buy a game ever again. I just have all my Game Pass games and I get all these things for free and I get all these new games from Xbox. What's I, yeah, I, I'll just do that from now on. Like people can look at this as buying a TV and then buying a Netflix subscription when they look at Xbox. So that's gonna, and, and the, on the Sony side, it's more like you buy the TV, then you buy the Blu-ray DVD player or whatever, then you buy the individual Blu-ray movie that you gotta watch, you know? So it's just more of like, it, that's kind of like the way it's kind of being presented and it like the same way you just see the shift in so many industries. 
I can see that being the main concern. So I think with Sony, honestly, if they get that in writing, that maybe they don't put the game on Game Pass for a year or something like that, I think I think then Sony will be like, yep, fine, whatever, go ahead. I think for them, they just need that part in, in writing. And also, I think I think the other key thing is because Sony has had these exclusive deals for so long with, you know, things coming day and date or coming first or this or that on, on PlayStation. I think they also just want something like that to continue. We obviously won't see the full kind of, you know, but like solution or, or finalization on this for, for a while. I think it's going to be kind of decided next year. But I think for me, it's just obviously like having a PC and having an Xbox. It's just cool to think that I, I can get all these cool like Activision Blizzard games like Diablo 4, uh, maybe even World of Warcraft, like all that stuff for free technically. Obviously World of Warcraft, because I've, I've just gotten into it, like the structure is mainly just, you know, you have a sub fee and then you also have the um, expansions. So I can see them saying that, no, you still need to pay the sub, but you'll get the expansions for free if you're a Game Pass member. Or I don't know, who knows? Who knows? Maybe they might just say, yeah, you know what? If you have a Game Pass membership, yeah, World of Warcraft is there. Just, uh, you know, just play through the whole thing, whatever you want. Like, who knows what they will do, but I just find that exciting. And I can solely see on the Sony side of like, hey, you know, this is obviously not, not super good for us. But then we can move on to talking about some of the games that I've been playing. It's just two games. And that's World of Warcraft Classic and, and New World. World of Warcraft Classic is, is still awesome. I'm level 72, almost 73. Still kind of making my way through just the game and, and Wrath of the Lich King. I've also started listening to the audiobook, uh, The Rise of the Lich King, and it's really, really awesome. But overall, I'm really enjoying this game. I'm really I'm really hooked onto World of Warcraft and that world, I guess, and just kind of the, the ins and outs of it. I'm, you know, it, it's like, it's just something that when you start listening to the lore, getting into the game, understanding what's happening, even with the retail, playing that retail version and kind of seeing what's happening there, it, it feels like you're playing like a Lord of the Rings game, basically, or like a, you're basically playing a version of Game of Thrones. Like, it's just really, really cool what they have done and just kind of the world that they've created and how seamless that experience is. Because I never kind of, you know, really thought about it, but when I was playing World of Warcraft Classic and just kind of, you know, going from one big area to another big area, like I just kept walking and I would just be there, right? Like obviously it would load in the area and everything like that, but it's a, it's like an environment, like it's an instance of that whole world just created where people are just doing stuff and they're like around you. And you can just go from one huge chunk of the map to one another huge chunk of the map, which is it, it's just unbelievable. And the fact that this was something that was happening like in 2004 and 2007 and 2008, like it's crazy. And like, even now it, it wows me when I, when I play it. So this kind of me, like really, really enjoying World of Warcraft Classic obviously kind of got me back into just MMOs in general, I guess. Not really back into it because I'm not really into it, but it has kind of thrown me into that area, I guess, now uh, because I re-downloaded New World and I've been playing that um, and really enjoy the gameplay of that. And I kind of forgot why I stopped playing, but I am like, I, I installed it on my Steam Deck as well. So I'm going to be playing it more there to kind of just catch up. But I'm really enjoying this game. I'm really enjoying New World as well. I've I've downloaded Guild Wars 2. I've downloaded Star Wars The Old Republic. I have uh, bought the Elder Scrolls High Isles Collector's Edition, collection, whatever you call it. That gives me basically High Isles and all the other expansions for Elder Scrolls Online. Um, I already played Final Fantasy XIV, but I will probably be buying the Steam version so I can play on the Steam Deck really soon. 
what's I going to get through at least a couple of these or at least start playing a, a few of these. So I'm really, really into playing these MMO games and kind of understand uh, the love that people have for it. I really do understand it now. So I think, you know, I do need to kind of pace myself because I get excited about these things and I just invest, I just kind of go all in. Uh, so I do need to kind of calm down a bit and maybe, you know, think about it, come back, play a game first, finish World of Warcraft Classic maybe, then maybe play World of Warcraft and just kind of go through all that, you know, Battle for Azeroth, Shadowlands, and then Dragonflight. And maybe once I'm done with those three, those three things, I guess, um, I can kind of focus on other stuff. I'll do New World on the side because I, I'm going to be playing that on my Steam Deck. Um, but I think I do want to get into Elder Scrolls Online because I know that obviously has really... Uh, it It's not received in the same way as, as WoW and, and stuff like that, but it is good. It is a cool, fun Elder Scrolls experience in a sense. So I'm like, okay, you know what? That is like a world that I do really like. And I remember playing... Elder Scrolls Online when it first that they made that Tamriel Unlimited version for for PlayStation Four. I remember playing it then and I did enjoy it, but it's gonna stop. So I'm just gonna I'm definitely gonna play it properly now. See how the game is and everything like that. And, and you know, hopefully after all this, I can actually kind of go into the MMO that kind of really brought me into this fold, which is Final Fantasy fourteen, because I remember playing the free version for for like fourteen, fifteen, sixteen hours maybe. And then it was just like, you know, one of those things where I just, obviously there was so much story stuff happening that I was just kind of lost in terms of what the fuck was happening. But at the same time, like it was just other games, other things started coming out that I just focused on those and forgot about that. And, you know, games like this do require you to be kind of fully invested, which is why I'm not able to kind of play so many other games. That's why I just said World of Warcraft Classic and New World. So I, I do want to kind of get back into it. And I feel like Steam Deck is the best way. Like, I think that's kind of the cool thing about having that is, like, I do play World of Warcraft on it, but I've kind of stopped playing World of Warcraft now just so I can focus on playing other games uh, and other games being New World. Uh, just because I'm like, you know what? Like, if I play World of Warcraft Classic on my PC, then I play that on my Steam Deck. It's like, okay, like, like come on. I'm just never going to play any, any other games. So I'm, I just want to branch it out. And I, I, I feel like I'd rather start playing other games on my, on my Steam Deck just because World of Warcraft Classic, although the console port add-on and stuff is great, um, it is still, like, it does require a bit of, like, you know, work to kind of get to a point where you're like comfortable using it. Um, and in some, in some instances, especially in areas that I'm, I'm in now, you do require, you, you're required to kind of go through certain like powers or power-ups or stuff like that really quickly. And like, I just haven't like figured out a way to kind of do that quick enough on, on the, on the, just like, you know, regularly on my Steam Deck. If I'm doing just like regular like missions here and there, it's fine. But for certain missions that, where, where you do face hard enemies or a bunch of enemies, uh, it does get really tough to play on the Steam Deck, at least from what I've seen, because especially for a new person who's playing it. So for those, I, I'd rather play it on my PC. Uh, new World plays like a third-person action game, right? That was a, the thing that I really liked about it. So New World is a lot easier to just kind of digest through playing it on Steam Deck. So I'm going to keep playing that um, and hopefully get to level 60 on that as well. Uh, but we'll leave it there. Uh, a new episode of Find My Azeroth should be coming out soon. So check out, check that out whenever that that's live. Uh, but thank you everyone for joining. Really means a lot. Uh, please email me at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. The email will be in the description below. And I will see you next time. Bye.